We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we work and learn, and pay respect to the First Nations peoples and their elders past, present, and future. We're recording on Gadigal land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to The Green Room, a euphony podcast powered by Yamaha headphones. The Green Room is your access all areas pass, taking you behind the scenes with musicians, actors and comedians from around the globe. Tiana Speedy, your host here with you. A pleasure as always to have you with me for another fun chat as we approach the end of 2021 finally. Well, last week on The Green Room, it was a hell of a fun time. I had the hilarious and honestly lovely Becky Lucas dropping by a comedian with a razor-sharp wit and plenty of relatable material, Becky and I spent some time chatting about her rise to a role in the comedic world, her memories of performing on Conan O'Brien's late-night talk show, how it feels to be back on stage after multiple lockdowns, and we also got to reminisce about a very niche festival experience we both had and unknowingly shared back in 2012. Becky is one of the amazing performers also lined up for next year's Super Fun Day Festival in Brisbane, with the likes of Hockey Dad, Middle Kids, Auntie Donna, Michelle Brazier, Shag Rock, Anand Chen, The Vans, and many, many more, fusing a perfect storm of music and comedy for an unforgettable festival event in March next year. Tickets are on sale now for the Super Fun Day. Hit up Destroy All Lines to learn more. I am personally genuinely so pumped for this event. Laughing and music are my two key personality traits, or so I tell myself. So this is an absolute highlight already for me personally for 2022. Now, to move on to today's episode, and from comics to young Hollywood royalty, my guest today is a creative powerhouse, an activist, and an incredibly inspiring human being. Following a breakthrough performance as the young tribute Rue in the Hunger Games back in 2012, and going viral in 2015 for a playful yet thought-provoking video project on cultural appropriation, Amangela Stenberg has gone on to captivate and educate with her professional and personal endeavours. Named as a teenager by Time magazine as a next-generation leader, Amanda lends a powerful voice to a variety of cultural, political and social justice issues, and she just continues to wow in acting roles in films like The Hate You Give, Where Hands Touch, and you can even spot her in Beyonce's 2016 Lemonade music video. Balancing a skyrocketing career, Amanda also has many other strings to her very powerful creative bow. And I do mean that quite literally. She can play the violin, but she also sings and she made her music debut back in 2015 as part of the folk rock group Honeywater. And we do talk about that in today's episode. Amanda's vocal skills will be on full display next week on December 9, with her pivotal role as Alana in the film adaptation of the Broadway sensation Dear Evan Hansen officially coming to the silver screen. And you can catch Amanda alongside people like Ben Platt, Julianne Moore, Amy Adams and many others. But before the movie officially drops here in Australia, I spent a moment with Amanda to chat about her role as Alana in Dear Evan Hansen, the importance of mental health discussions, and an exciting hint at some new music adventures ahead. And just as a side note before we kick off today, this chat and the Dear Evan Hansen movie and the musical deal with discussions and topics of mental health. 
If you are suffering from any of the issues that have been discussed or you need assistance, contact Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. More information can be found in our show notes. Hi, Amanda Tiana here from Australia. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you. Uh, it's brilliant to chat to you. I know 2021 has been a bit hit and miss for a lot of us, but there is so much excitement in your world right now. And in particular, the impending release of Dear Evan Hansen finally unveiling into the world. A, how does it feel that this film is was actually able to be made with all the craziness happening last year? And B, that we are all able to finally see this actually come to life on the screen. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the process of filming it was, it was hard, you know, it was pretty isolating. Um, we really had to be careful about not breaking our bubble. Um, everyone was face shielded and masked on set, so we couldn't really talk to each other. Um, but I actually think, like, in some ways, all of those elements kind of contributed to us being able to delve deeper into, like, the emotional worlds of our characters. So that was cool. Um, but seeing it on the screen is definitely, like, oh, wow, okay, it was all worth it, you know? Because it was hard to tell what we were making because we were so kind of tunnel-visioned with, like, our masks, like, literally, you know? Um, and so to see each piece come together... It, it's it's so gratifying, and I feel so honored to be a part of, you know, a long history of of this iteration coming to the screen, um, and to be included into, you know, a, a zeitgeist of of talented people who've been working on this for so long. Absolutely, and obviously, it's such an incredible ensemble cast, but. You obviously play the role of Alana Beck and she is a bit of a go-getter and obviously a very significant and pivotal role in Evan's story. And I know there were some very exciting additions to your character, which I will touch on in a second. But before we kind of go into that, what really drew you to this role and how do you view Alana's place in the broader Dear Evan Hansen world? Uh, I think probably the scene that made me really feel like, wow, this character is really special is the moment in which she opens up to Evan and she tells him about the mental illness that she's dealing with and what medication she's on. Um, and when I read that in the script, I was kind of astounded because she's actually on the exact same medication and dosage that I'm on. Uh, and I was already really relating to her up until that point. But, you know, that just kind of drives it home even further. Um, I think that mental illness presents itself in a lot of different ways for different people. And for Alana, it presents itself as needing to overcompensate for the ways in which she doesn't feel like she's enough. And it's kind of like this unbeatable, you know, um, hedgehog or something. I don't know what, <laughs> that's what I decided to use as my metaphor. I'm imagining, I like that, like, it works. you know, the game where like the hedgehogs pop up and you have like a mallet or something, you have to hit them on the head. That's what I was imagining. But it's like, you know, that struggling with your self-worth and 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 finding it through external validation is like an endless cycle that doesn't end until maybe you learn that oh you have value as a human being regardless of what you do or what you contribute to the world and the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is how you feel about yourself and and how the people you love deeply um and who are there for you and that you're there for feel um and so 
yeah, I think she's at a point in her life where she's like a teenager, so she she can't necessarily know those things yet. And but she has this deep affinity for Evan and for Connor because she too is struggling. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the incredible thing about what you said too, that line that really shook me was you don't look like a depressed person or you don't look like someone who has those sort of issues. I think that's what really resonated with me because we assume this is such a visual and such a, you know, obvious thing that it, that's what I think the most incredible part when I watched it, it just makes you feel a little bit more sane because we're all battling with our own demons and all of that that people yeah. don't always bring to the forefront. So that, yeah. The moment I heard that line, I was done. I was yeah. We're all messed and up. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it no, it's, it's, it's true. It's like I don't really know anybody who is not struggling on some level or has struggled or will struggle. You know, it's it's so normal to have depression and anxiety and other neurodivergences too, and that's kind of what we were going for in the song is like, Look at all of these people around you who maybe at first glance you'd assume they don't know how I'm feeling or they don't, I can't relate to them or they can't relate to me or I have this perception of what their life is like or how they're dealing with things. Um, when there's so many people who you have no clue what they're going through and maybe if you were vulnerable with them and they were vulnerable with you, you could actually learn that you're struggling with similar things and that kind of makes the, the burden of it a bit lighter. Absolutely. And I think especially with what we've been dealing with just in the last, you know, nearly year and a half or beyond, it resonates a lot more. So I think it's a really important time for this movie to come out for all of us in many, many ways. And on that topic, obviously a very exciting part about your role is the expansion that we got to see, we got to see more of Alana and we actually got a whole new song, The Anonymous Ones. I know it's not the first time you've flexed your musical skills. Um, I've actually seen some of your Honey Water stuff and I love you have so many literal strings to your bow. Like I found out you play violin, which I have no skills in that, so already hats off to you. Oh, my God, thanks. I'm like... And I'm like blushing because that's like my band from high school, you know, I'm like, ah. It's the best. I, I don't thanks. want to show you my high school band. It was nowhere near as good as yours. <laughs> but with the song, like, how did that come to life? Like, how did you come to be able to collaborate on it and flesh out your character even more with this? Uh, well, it was 100% because Stephen Levinson and Stephen Chbosky and so that's our screenwriter and our director and Benj Pasek and Justin Paul, our, our songwriters, came to me and were like, we want you to write the song with us. And I was like, huh? You, got, you guys have like Tonys and stuff. Like you want me to write a song with you? And they were like, yeah, this is really important to the creation of the character. So um, I'm really grateful that they even like believed in me or saw potential in me as a collaborator. Like I'm, I'm so honored by that. And we had such a special time together writing the song. Um, and yeah, exploring who Alana is through the song, um, who is someone that is figuring herself out, but like doesn't necessarily know how to how to see herself as a valuable person without external validation yet and that's just another manifestation of of like dealing with you know depression and anxiety yeah and I mean it 
is such a significant moment and such obviously not just for your character but for the whole movie is this something you might potentially look into doing you clearly have a knack for songwriting here is this something you might explore further as you move forward in your amazing career oh thanks it's really sweet um yeah totally i'm working on an ep right now i um, i haven't really publicized that very much or given it a release date because I am still in the process of figuring out exactly how I want to do the thing. I have, but I have a lot of demos I've been working on for a long time. But it's exciting to just kind of explore my musical voice without there being any pressure put onto it. So I am definitely going to release music eventually. Amazing. Well, I guess the first little insight into what we may see next from you is going to come with Dear Evan Hansen. It's such a beautiful film. It made me laugh and cry, which I don't do often publicly. So um, <laughs> thank you for, thank you for gifting me that, but just an incredible film. Welcome. You're an incredible human being and can't wait to see it come to the screens and can't wait to see your repeat potentially as well in the near future. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Well, a short but very sweet chat with an inspiring and extremely talented human. If you want to catch a Amanda Stenberg in action when Dear Evan Hansen comes to a cinema near you, it's out by Universal Pictures Australia on Thursday the 9th of December and no doubt we'll be seeing and hearing a lot more from Amanda in the not-so-distant future. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, if you are suffering from any of the mental health issues that came up in today's episode or any touched on by the film Dear Evan Hansen or you just need some assistance, please reach out to Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue 1300 224636. You can also find that info in today's episode show notes. A big thank you to Amanda for her time and for putting up chatting with me at an ungodly hour of the morning in Australian time. But you can also grab a watch of today's episode and previous Green Room episodes over on YouTube right now as well. Catch up or keep in the loop with all things Green Room over at euphony.com.au. We are nearly at the end of the year with episodes, but I've still got a few more surprises in store before the year is through. And in the meantime, if you need more episodes, you can go back and grab a listen to people like Tom Morello, Auntie Donna, Middle Kids, Emily Hampshire. The list goes on. And if you want to give me an early Christmas present, giving the green room a like, follow, subscribe, review, or forcing people to listen in your car is always welcomed. I know I always say it, but it does help us get to keep doing what we're doing. And it is always awesome to hear from you to mix up my day just a little bit. That's about it for today. It's been fun as always, and I will catch you next time on the green room. Tiana Speeder is a euphony podcast created by Craig Trewick, produced by Tiana Speeder and Andrew Mast, hosted by Tiana Speeder, recorded, edited, and engineered by Zig Parker. Music by Zig Parker.